You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It is your favorite boys, the nasties of fantasy. King Josh, Josh the King, Big Roman, Fantasy Fish. The fuck's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Slow day of news, but we're going to cover that stuff. But we have a surprise for you guys today. We're going to do a live mock draft today. um, Just to kind of talk through draft strategies and stuff that we tend to think about while we draft. Um, Big Rome, the lucky man, has the number one overall pick. I'm going to be in the middle. I took the sixth pick, and your fantasy fish will be the 12th rounding it out. Um, Just to give you guys a nice idea of, you know, just things to look out for, what to expect. Um, We'll also talk about tips that we like uh, coming into drafts and all that fun stuff. Um, with that being said, let's take a quick look at the news. Like I said, it was a slow news day. Uh, Robbie Anderson, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, did not practice today. It it's pra- whatever. He's going to be fine. It's I mean, watch you know, for the hammies. Um, you know, soft tissue injuries can linger, but I'm really not holding much stock into it at this point in time. It's still so early. Let's see. Frank Reich, coach of the Indianapolis Colts said that Carson Wentz is getting very antsy to push the envelope with his rehab. All I hear is Carson Wentz is going to get hurt again. I thought you said antsy. I was like, oh, I guess. <laughs> he is. Well, sometimes you got to touch your players. You know, it's you, not you a... Know, you got to do what you got to do. Get your... I saw that soccer that soccer video that you commented on on Twitter <laughs> where the guy was fingering the coach's butthole. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> little too little little too much quarterback das, Dak Prescott um he was limited in Wednesday's practice but his throwing is getting more gradual you know Dallas kind of shocked the world when they tweeted out that it's nothing to be concerned but his shoulder needs to be MRI and it's if it's not a concern why'd you even tweet about it you know I don't know I, I think Dak's gonna be fine I'm gonna chalk it up to you know long off season he was probably busy rehabbing that ankle You know, he had two surgeries, which was actually a big drop that happened because of hard knocks where he admitted that he had a second surgery because I don't think anybody knew about that. I think it's just, you know, long off season. He hasn't thrown much. That's probably what it is. I I really have no concern for Dak. I think Dak's going to be fine this year. Yeah, I think he's going to play all year. I don't think he's going to miss much time. I don't don't think he's going to miss any time. Other than that, though, the other news yesterday, we didn't have much today, but yesterday, Tim Tebow? Got cut? I mean, what? Oh, that's right. How, har- how heartbreaking. That. For a guy who drafted him in a couple of leagues, just as a throwaway pick, man, I was heartbroken at this news. Absolutely heartbroken. You drafted him in almost every draft we had together. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it, and it was always funny because every time you did it, like I always knew it was coming because it would take you a long time to make your pick, and I was like, "It's Tebow time!" And then, sure enough, see Tim Tebow's name scroll across the board. Damn it. And... Someone's got to do it. 
Do you, do you think he resurfaces anywhere? Or do you think? No, nah, absolutely not. Did you see those books? Like, look. <laughs> okay, I get. Like, I played that position. Tight end is a hard position to play. You can't come in and learn. I kind of wish they gave him more time. One game, learning a whole new position. I guess those blocks were that bad. I mean, we all watched. They were that bad. Let's be honest. They're terrible. I don't even think they were blocked. <laughs> it's not even going to constitute them as blocks. Those were clearly quarterback blocks. Yeah, but that that was clearly how a quarterback blocks. Just get in the way. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's crazy. It's like Tim Tebow. You're like the buffest man in the world. Put your fucking head down. You put the helmet right. You put the crown right in his chest. And you knock him to the ground. I I don't get it. But I mean, he was a quarterback his entire football career, and then he was a right fielder. So I mean, it's just I don't know. <laughs> Plain scared out there, and you know he's what thirty. Thirty-four. Yeah. He he. If he let's say he never, he should have played tight end. I mean, now Denver. I thought it was insane. It still makes me laugh that Denver traded away all those picks to get Tebow at like sixteen overall, when no one wanted him. Just such a sketchy decision. Was Al Davis running that draft for Denver that year? Like what happened? (laughs) Yeah. But hey, rest in peace, Tim Tebow. You know what? He's a good dude, though. I, I, I would totally hang out with Tim Tebow. Yeah, I, I mean, I would too. But again, it, it is what it is. It's an unfortunate. Uh, it's the business, right? You can't just be. You can't just be there because you love God and stuff. Got to be good. I don't know. I still like to remember Tim Tebow as one of the best college football players I've ever he seen. He was so great. He was so great. Oh. But. In other news, I did see a little tidbit of information that I found very, very interesting. And that was Latavius Murray, they're saying, is fighting for a roster spot right now. He might not he might not make make it past cuts here, which is I thought very interesting news considering he was kind of I thought widely considered one of the best handcuffs you could have moving forward behind Kamara, but I mean if he's gonna get cut I don't know. Look out for Tony James. Or, I'm sorry, whoa, Tony Jones. Fish, you're the the resident uh, Saint fan. What are your thoughts on that? I think if they cut him, it's a salary cap thing. Um, I don't necessarily think it's because he's done for. I think it's Tony Jones does look good so far, and he's way cheaper. So... Mm -hmm. Keep an eye on it because if he does get cut, if he gets picked up, he'll get picked up by somebody, and it, it makes it tough to draft. But it's something to watch. Well, didn't didn't the Saints didn't they also sign Freeman? Yeah, Devonta they Freeman. They did. So I mean, yeah. the, the thing with Murray, I'm looking it up right now. He's 31 years old, still very viable. He actually he has borderline standalone fantasy value, let alone just being a high priority handcuff. But I mean, 31 years old, so he's not a young man you're paying him veteran money. You just signed Devonta Freeman off the streets for, he signed a one year deal, which I'm guessing is probably a veteran minimum. So he's probably like getting like 500 grand or 700 grand. And then, you know, like, like you said, they got Jones, the is Jones, a rookie. He's young. He was a uh, practice squad last year. And is now right. okay. this year. Yeah. But you know, so you got Kamara who's young and fantastic, but you just, I, I get it. I agree with Fish. If he does get cut, it will be purely a money thing. But then Murray will sign somewhere quickly, too. I mean, some of these running back needy teams, although he'll probably end up on the Houston Texans 
to just fuck that up even more. Damn it. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a team full of running backs by the time the season starts. Well, I don't know. David Johnson, he's going to get cut here soon, I have a feeling. They own like $9 million or something like that. They got that. too many guys. Man, you're right. I think you might be onto something. They probably will cut him because they signed – who did they sell? They signed Lindsey and Ingram this year? Mm-hmm. And uh, Rex Burkhead. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, Rexy. <laughs> I like Rex at all. I never have, but I get it. He's a guy. He's a body. I like Rex Burkhead because he's like a five foot six, short, buff, white guy. God bless him. And he's bald. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> One more thing for news that I found was Chase Claypool fell awkwardly at the end of practice on Tuesday. Rome, you and I were talking about that earlier. He was writhing around, screaming in pain like he got shot, but it, he just he rolled his ankle pretty bad. Which you know, to be fair, he's like six four. What like two thirty, two four? Like he's a big guy, you know, and and rolling up on that ankle probably does not feel good. But it turns out that it was nothing major. He just landed weird. So, I mean, who knows? It could be something that flares up in the future. But for now, I I just I don't really see it being an issue. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just it scared him. It scared. Him. Oh, you know, this doesn't affect fantasy so much. I just thought it was interesting. Jamal Adams signed a four-year, $70 million extension today. He's a good safety, but I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't get interceptions. For any of those psychopaths that do individual defensive players, that does that, that means a lot because he's one of the top guys that I would be looking at. I would say he's a top five player to look for. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another one that I liked because he's my, my fantasy boyfriend and then Fish traded him away, which breaks my heart. But Antonio Gibson, the Washington quarterback, says that they're trying to push uh, Kyle Allen, who played for Ron Rivera at Carolina. Ron Rivera, now the head coach of the Washington football team. Um, they're saying they're trying to push Antonio Gibson into the Christian McCaffrey-type role. Gibson was in on third downs. They've also found ways to script him into the uh, – the hurry up offense. So I think Project JD McKissick is over and it's Antonio Gibson season. No. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. I did trade him, but I was trying to win the league that year. That's the only reason I traded him. Uh I I came close. But I I could see this happening. It's how much does that actually increase his value? He's not gonna turn into Chris McCaffrey, so it's kind of a bad comparison. Yeah. I don't, I, what I like about Gibson, though, was he was a wide receiver in college. So, I mean, he's a great pass-catching running back. If he can stay healthy, because, I mean, there was that stretch there from, like, week like 7 through 13, he was, like, the number three running back in fantasy. So, and if that role expands, I think it. I think the upside's huge. And I love Gibson this year. When we get to our running backs episode, he's in my top ten. I just – I'm trying to get all the shares I can – of him, I just, you know, he he's young. I hope the toe is healthy. I mean, I, you just worry about running backs, but then again, freak things happen to every. Like, look at Arian Foster. He was like the most dominant running back for a stretch, and then soft tissue man just fucked him up for his. And now he's, you know, he retired young because he just hamstring, groin, ankles just fall apart. Yeah, no, you're right. And I'm not entirely sure, but isn't turf toes one of those injuries that just always happens to come back? It can, yeah. Uh, that's Julio what he Jones had, has problems so. with that, and he never practices because of it. Right. So we'll see. I have him in my top ten as well. So I love Gibson. I, th- I think I do. I should. He's a beautiful chocolate man. I guess I'll wrap it up for news. I didn't see anything else. Rome, you said you were looking at stuff, but I think you got it. I got it. everything. 
So what do you think, guys? You ready to, to, to go balls deep into this mock draft? Let's fucking do it. All right, let's start. So, Rome, you are at the 101. You know, there's a there's a lot of thought into who is the 101 and oh just uh, sorry to, to set up this draft this is we're currently drafting as a 12 team half point ppr redraft league this is just a mock but the 101 rome you know give us your in-depth analysis at the 101 in-depth analysis at the 101 pick you go christian mccaffrey and you don't think twice about it because christian mccaffrey is <laughs> christian mccaffrey is going to be Everything you guys thought he was going to. Look, last year, I know he didn't play, right? He got hurt. He played, what, six games? Dude still scored a shitload of points in those six. He had, like, what, 90 points or something like that in six games? It was something crazy. In a no, I think he only, actually, I think he only played in three games. Three games. And he was, like, the running back, three. like, 60. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, yeah. man. Look, you take yeah, he's McCaffrey, in the top 40s. You lock him in. <laughs> he's the best running back you can possibly get, and especially in any PPR format, even if it's half point, dude, it's going to make a difference. You take McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and that's the direction your boy is going in. All right, so right after McCaffrey, it went Alvin Kamara at two, Derrick Henry at three, Saquon at four, Jonathan Taylor at five. Here I am on the clock at six. I like to start my drafts with, you know, marquee running backs um, if possible. Somehow Dalvin Cook slid to me at six, which I can get. That will not happen to you. (laughs) It shouldn't. If it does, congratulations on winning your league. So, I mean, I, you know, before, before inside baseball tip here, like I was actually thinking about doing like a zero running back strategy, but then we all agreed that we should just draft the way that we would draft in real life. I like to start my draft with with the stud running back. If I can't get a stud running back, you know, if you're in the 10 through 12 range and there's not that high end running back, you know, lock up that high, the you know, the Devontae Adams, the Tyreek Hills, uh, Travis, Kel- Travis Kelsey, he's interesting to me because, you know, you can only play one tight end. And what I like about Kelsey is uh, – if you if his if he wasn't tight end designation, he was like the wide receiver three, or some or four. It, it, he was the top five wide receiver. So, but since Dalvin Cook fell to me at six, which again won't happen to you, I'm going to take Dalvin Cook at six. Okay, leading up to Fish here, right after my Dalvin Cook pick at six, I went Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Zeke Elliott at ten, which is steal. <laughs> I don't know what the computer's doing. This is insane to me. Uh, Stefan Diggs at 11. So, Fish, you get the two picks in a row. What are you thinking here? I'm thinking, so if I get the last pick, I always want someone who could be the number one either wide receiver or tight end. So right now I'm thinking Devontae Adams or Travis Kelsey. I typically will also want a running back. And the running back I have right here on the board, that's the last one that's worthwhile, is Aaron Jones or Gibson. So I'm going to go with Kelsey as my number one pick. And then I'm going to go with Gibson as my number two. I considered taking Kelsey and Devontae Adams and doing the RB0 strategy. But I just can't commit to that. Um, I don't think it's a good strategy. If you want to try <laughs> yeah, we, we were actually just talking about two. that before You're we started lose. the episode. And we were talking about zero RB. And all three of us were like, that's stupid. Like, all we see... Are, you know, on fantasy Twitter, I see other a- analysts talking about um, zero RB. Don't do that. 
just just don't it that it's insane to me so all right pick came back to me now right after fish you went aaron jones Devontae adams joe mixon deandre hopkins and rookie sensation Najee harris so here i am in the middle of the pick i'm sorry middle of the draft i have a top you know three or four running back you know, there are some big names of running backs still available. You got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, J.K. Dobbins, Swift, Montgomery, Carson. You know, I might go wide receiver here. Some big names. You got, you know, D.K. Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson. You know, I, I don't hate that. I kind of – I sometimes in drafts what I like, if I can't lock up like two marquee running backs, kind of like what Fish was saying, if I can get a, a top-end – you know, wide receiver and a top end running back. That's great. So I think I might actually go wide receiver here with the potential of someone being the potential number one wide receiver. I'm going to go ahead and take Calvin Ridley here, right here in the middle of the draft. I know value might go down. Matt uh, Ryan's a year older. Julio's gone. But with the addition of Kyle Pitts, I don't exactly hate it. So I'm going to go ahead and take Calvin Ridley here. So now I locked up a high-end running back and a high-end wide receiver. Draft is coming back now to Rome. Right after me, it went DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Team 2 took Patrick Mahomes, which that seems to be where he's going in a lot of drafts right now at the end of the second round. Rome's going to have two picks here in a row. You know, I love Patrick Mahomes, the potential to be the number one fantasy quarterback, arguably, but you're going to miss out on a lot of depth here taking a quarterback early like that. I generally don't do that. I don't recommend that. But where where are you thinking, Rome? You know, to to kind of harp on what you were saying before, and and pre-show we talked about this also, you just – you got to let quarterbacks slide, guys. You got to build a team around it. Quarterbacks can be filled in. Way down the draft, you can find guys that are going to get you more than enough points weekly if you build a if you build a good enough team around them. Which is exactly why at this when you have the one on one pick and it comes back, it's a long time, right? You're watching a lot of good players fall off the board. In my opinion, you can go you can go wide receiver and that's great, but I generally believe that wide receivers you can find great wide receivers later. It's a lot easier, Fish, you said this earlier, it's a lot easier to have a wide receiver hit that you pick up in the 10th, 11th round than a running back that you're going to find down that low. Probably not going to find one down that way. So I'm going to go back-to-back running backs. Back-to-back-to-back running backs. I'm going to lock it down right now, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take DeAndre Swift with my first pick here. And then I'm going to – this might be – I don't think it's a hot take necessarily. I'm going to go David Montgomery, who I think is in a very, very good situation. David Montgomery, there we go. I actually love David Montgomery this year. Um, with the potential of a running quarterback, i.e. Justin Fields taking over, I think the value is there. Towards the end of the year, You know, David Montgomery is not the sexiest name. Chicago has been a bad team for the most part. But Montgomery was the, quietly the running back like five last year or whatever. So I, I really like David. He's young. You know, he's got the fresh legs. Tariq Cohen is banged up. There's not really another running back in town. So you don't really run the risk of um, of losing touches. So right after Montgomery went, 
It went Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, Chris Carson, and George Kittle. Draft comes back to me. I now have my high-end running back. I have my high-end wide receiver. So now I'm kind of looking at the best available players. In this particular format, it looks like we, you, know, you can play one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end flex. I would probably, I, I you know, there are a lot of big names still available, but again, to kind of, now that, now that Rome took all these running backs, there's a lot of running backs off the board, not a lot of wide receivers off the board. So I kind of want to solidify my backfield. JK Dobbins is still available. You know, he has a lot of potential. Mark Ingram's gone. So I'm going to go ahead and take JK Dobbins here in the third round to uh, kind of get my nice running back backfield together. So right after I went, uh, it went Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Scary Terry McLaurin, Josh Jacobs, Mike Evans. Now draft comes back to Fish again with the the, the back to back turns. What are we thinking here, Fish? Well, I'm going to look at the running backs available and see if I like any of them first. Right now, I have available Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, Travis Etienne, Miles Gaskin. Uh, a little bit further down, I have a James Robinson. I don't necessarily like all of them, but I got to take one of them. And in this situation, I'm going to take Daryl Henderson over Miles Sanders. I just don't like Miles Sanders. And I think that Daryl Henderson's on a better offense. We'll see what his usage is like. That could be a factor, but for now, I think it's a good pick. And then. Since there is no running back, I'll probably wait to get running back depth a little bit. There's some l- later guys that I'm not not the most excited about, but they're worth a late round pick. There's just it's just too much of a reach right now. So I'll start uh, stacking receivers. Four receivers: I have Chris Godwin, Ceedee Lamb, and Julio, and I'm gonna go with Godwin. You can't go wrong just with that. because I trust Tom Brady more. You know, see, actually, like, it just made me think, like, with the way the draft was going, you know, get your guys, fill out your rosters, but, you know, like I said, look at what's best available. Look at who's been taken around you um, to give you a better idea. Don't, I mean, you can get cute and reach for guys if that's a guy that you really like in that spot, but, you know, look for value, you know, like I said, in this, and, and what's your league format? So this one, like I said, you know, where you can play two backs, three receivers, and then you get a flex. So, in my opinion, you're going to kind of want to get some good receivers because you're forced to play three wide receivers. So, with that being said, draft comes back to me. Right after Fish took Henderson and Godwin, it went CeeDee Lamb, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. So, top-tier quarterbacks are now gone. Kind of like how we've been harping on just waiting to draft a quarterback. You know, if I can – like last year, I made it into our home big money leagues championship. I had Dak Prescott who got hurt. I was streaming quarterbacks all year until I picked up Ryan Tannehill, who then got me to the championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who I was trying to steal <laughs> but, you from know, you. It's just, uh, even though I didn't need it's him. Just, you know, you can find value out there, but it's hard to replace, you know, w- multiple players like wide receivers and running backs. So draft came back to me. I have, you know, two good running backs and I have a good wide receiver. I would probably go another wide receiver here just to kind of start filling out my roster. Um, Julio Jones is still available. I love Julio as a human. I don't know if I'm that big on him to to use such a high draft pick on him in the fourth round, especially with some of these other names. I actually, you know, Robert Woods, 
DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen. Those are just a couple guys I like more than him. I actually love Robert Woods this year. I'm actually going to take Robert Woods here. Um, reason being, uh, Matt Stafford is in town, for those of you that don't know, but you should know. This is the best wide receiver core that Matt Stafford's ever had in his career. Now, don't like before everyone freaks out, Calvin Johnson was the best wide receiver he's ever had, but that's all he had. But now you're coming here, you got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I like Tyler Higby. He's like a poor man's Rob Gronkowski. So I'm going to go ahead and take Robert Woods here to uh, kind of start building up my wide receivers. Right after I took Robert Woods, Kyler Murray went, Travis Etienne, DJ Moore, then Julio went. Big Rome, you got two picks now. Where are you going? Well, I was definitely going to go, obviously, with my first three picks being running backs. you got to start focusing on wide receivers to that point. Now, I was fully in on Julio Jones, and he went one pick before me. So, I'm sitting here with my dick in my hand, pretty upset. But, what's the next best bet here? I'm looking at Cooper Cup and Thielen as a great option here to go back-to-back. But I'm also looking at this point in the draft, there's still a guy who I think is pretty damn good at quarterback sitting right there that I might take in the fifth round, which I feel is about the – might be a little too early, but Dak Prescott I'm looking at also. But let's go ahead and do this. I'm going to start with Cooper Cup. And as it comes back to me here, I'm going to go Dak Prescott. All right, locking up that quarterback position. You know, with with the way, you know, Rome's team is looking very top-heavy. But, you know, when – not that I, I love his backfield with McCaffrey, Swift, and Montgomery. But, you know, sometimes when you overload on a position like that, you then miss out on some of these other big names. And then, you know, quarterback early – it's a it's a bold strategy. It it does work sometimes. You know, Dak Prescott, you know, to get him to you know, he has the potential to be the number 1 quarterback before the injury last year. Uh he was on pace to throw for like 6,000 yards. Yeah. Now he probably wasn't going to, but the fact that he was going to throw for 5,040 touchdowns and then probably run for 400 yards and 3-4 touchdowns, he he would have been in the conversation for best quarterback in fantasy. So, you know, I don't hate that pick. After Prescott went Mark Andrews, Tyler Lockett, Kyle Pitts, Deontay Johnson. So now, in my opinion, here, I, I would, I'm not a, I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of waiting on quarterback and tight end. Now, with Andrews and Pitts now off the board as well, there's no big name tight end in my opinion anymore. I mean, yeah, maybe T.J. Hawkinson, or yeah, or maybe Logan Thomas. But now I'm going to end up waiting on a tight end because I'll be able to get Tyler Higby in the 10th plus round. So I'd probably go that route. So now for my team, I have my two running backs. I have two wide receivers. Um, I need to play three wide receivers. If I look at the board of who's available, we got Thielen, Kenny Galladay, Jamar Chase, Michael Thomas, which when we get into our wide receiver rankings, I don't exactly hate Michael Thomas. I wouldn't take him this early in the fifth. But if you have an IR spot on uh, in your league, which you should, if you don't, stop messing around and get an IR spot. You know, I would be fine with taking Michael Thomas and throwing him in the IR because when he comes back, you have the potential to have a top nine wide receiver that you got for basically free. 
Yeah, he's sliding so far, too, that it might be worth it. Depends how far he goes in your league, how far you want to wait. Exactly. But I've seen him go in, like, the seventh round. So you can get him in the seventh round. My team... Then. This would help if I had a mouse. The little stupid touchpad on my laptop's not letting me scroll down on wide receiver, so I can only see a handful of players. Type people in. Yeah, but I'm on the clock and nervous. But <laughs> <laughs> right here, I guess, actually, to be honest, I'm not really liking any of these wide receiver names that I'm looking at uh, in terms of where I would take them right now. If I look back at the running backs page, you got Miles Gaskin, Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, Mike Davis, Javante Williams. So there's some big running backs still available, which I don't like any of their names right now here either. I think I'm just going to go ahead and take a wide receiver just to move it on. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw everybody off and I'll get the best kicker in the league. You know what? I don't love the quarterback, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Kenny Galladay here. He has the potential to be the number one receiver on his team. Now, granted, not exactly a great team, but he has the upside of being – the number one wide receiver on his team. And New York Giants aren't good. Daniel Jones isn't good, but you got to throw it to somebody. So now my team true. has those skill positions filled out. So after Galladay, it went Miles Gaskin, Kareem Hunt, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson, Jamar Chase. Fish, back to you. All right, so I'm going to start, and I'm going to get another wide receiver. I'm a big proponent of filling out your roster as much as you can before you go too far. Obviously, I could still take a running back and use him as a flex, so it would still be filling my roster, my starting roster. But I'll start with a wide receiver, and I like this receiver more than the other receiver that's being drafted on this team higher, and that is T. Higgins. And then I will also, I will go with a running back, and I like this running back also, higher than another running back that's on his team, and I think he will be a starter, even though 99% of you will probably disagree with me. And that is... Actually, I changed my mind, and I'll tell you who I was going to pick, but I changed my mind. I'm going to pick Javante Williams because I think he'll also be a starter. But the one that I was going to pick was James Robinson. I think James Robinson will be the starter for a good chunk of the season. You know, I'm sad that you took Javante Williams because I was actually tempted to take Williams where I took Galladay, but which in our home league, because all the running backs are taken within like the first three rounds, I probably would have taken Williams because otherwise I'm not going to have any. Um, oh, that you know what? That's another tip that I want to bring up. If, if you've played in a league with your league mates for, you know, a number of years, like like our home league, this are what, our 12th year together? Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. And so you now know everybody's tendencies. You know, you now know how the drafts go. So try to draft accordingly to that. Like if you know all the running backs are going to be taken early, then take running backs. Or hey, fuck, like you know, load up on wide receivers. But in our league, you know how it is because we have a particular member of our league that will have, you know, five running backs in his first seven picks. So, another thing to consider is even if you don't know your league mates. Pay attention to what's off the board, not just like value-wise, because you obviously want to pay attention to that, but go look and say, okay, these people before me, like I'll do an example for you. Like if you wanted to get, I guess you don't need any specific, a quarterback. You know that one, two, three, there's only two teams that are probably going to even consider a quarterback before you. So unless your quarterback's within the top two on the board that you think will go off, 
then you could wait on that because chances are there's only two teams that might even take a quarterback if they even consider it. Exactly. Well, to piggyback on what you just said, if you actually look at our big board right now, there are six quarterbacks off the board. So six, so half of the league already has a quarterback. So, I mean, where I can take advantage of that is the fact that everyone, like half the league has a quarterback. I can keep filling in these spots. Cause like I said, you need to play three receivers, two running backs and a flex. I can only play one quarterback. And there's a lot of quarterbacks that I like late with value. Although when you said quarterback, as I'm looking at the board, you know, we still got uh, for in terms of quarterbacks available, you know, there's Justin Herbert, which we all know he's my guy this year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know, Matt Stafford, Tannehill, Burrow. Like there's still some big. There's still monsters left. Exactly. And so that that's my point. Like, so, yes, the, the, the six quarterbacks off the board are the massive quarterbacks. But we just named a handful of guys right now that have fantasy relevance. And, and the fact that six people already have a quarterback, they're not going to draft any of those guys. Unless they're an absolute psychopath, and they do. Um, but they probably won't. So now, here, here where I am in, in the league, I'm sorry, in the draft, I have, my, I have my wide receivers, I have my running backs. But now I'm, I'm actually starting to think, okay, do I want to build depth? Because now, see, it's kind of tough because I'm still thinking about our home league with all the running backs going. And there's still guys like Edmonds, Mostert, Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, Damian Harris, like some big running back names up there. But I, I have two starting running backs now. I have my three starting wide receivers. I don't really like any of the tight ends available right now because I know I can get one much later. Again, quarterbacks, I'll probably skip on quarterback. So here's where I'm going to start building up my depth. I'm going to pick up – I'm going to actually – I'm going to take – I probably don't have them – I'll have to check my rankings. I probably have them ranked a little lower than these guys. But we actually talked about this in our last episode too. Don't – you know, rankings aren't gospel. You can be fluid. If Just look at the construction of your team and what's going on around in the other leagues – or I'm sorry, the other teams. So I'm actually going to take Ronald Jones right here because he's – he yes he does split the carries with Fournette to an extent and they just signed Gio who's going to take passing but hey Ronald Jones is a starting running back in the football league I can flex him out I can trade him if I need to he's a good bye week filler because you have you know he's going to be in the top at least the top 24 I have an RB2 I, I don't think it's a bad pick Plus, it's the team I'm drafting, so, you know, screw you guys. So after Jones, it went Brandon Ayuk, my boy Justin Herbert off the board, Melvin Gordon, Chase Edmonds, Rome on the clock. And I think if you're following my draft here, we all know where we're going, and that's <laughs> wide receiver. Got to lock it up right now. I'm smitten right now. Just absolutely smitten with what's going on. Odell Beckham is sitting here, and I, I love Odell Beckham. I, I kind of have been a haunt since he was on – the Giants. All that being said, I still think he's he's looking at his best year coming up. I think the fact that Baker Mayfield is going to be better than he's ever been. He's in another year with the same offense. Thank God for him. Finally, finally not having to learn an entirely new offense at the start of the season. So that's making this pretty easy for me. I am going to go Odell Beckham with this pick. And as it comes back to me, I need one more. And I got to be honest, and I said it in our last show, I'm pretty excited about the Broncos' offense. 
So I'm looking here at Cortland Sutton, who, yeah, he's coming off the ACL. But if if Locke is everything like I think he's going to be this year, I guess what I'm hoping he is this year, I think he's going to be the, the wow-wow or the woo-woo player, the guy that goes deep, the guy that gets all the yards, and hopefully the deep ball touchdowns. And I'm going to go Cortland Sutton, locking down my receivers. It's a good pick. It's funny that you're you're talking about Denver because I was looking at the the available players and I was actually looking Jerry Judy's way. Um, I think <laughs> yeah. Jerry Judy's got the high upside. Uh, you know, just monster flashes last year where he looked like because I was so excited for him coming out of college. I, I was pumped. I was very sad when I saw that Denver took him because I mean it might change, but at the time Drew Lock was poo poo. And I was very worried for Jerry Judy's sake because he was so much fun to watch in college um, coming out of Alabama. So, like, here at this point in the draft, I got my – I got running backs. I got receivers. But now, you know, I'm going to as, – as I said, we're talking about that depth. I like building depth, um, pieces I can move, I could trade if someone gets hurt. I just like having the depth. Um, a couple wide receivers that actually caught my eye around here. One is Robbie Anderson. He's the – According to the ADP on this thing, he is the number one available wide receiver. I don't hate that pick. You know, Sam Darnold, he has rapport with him coming from the New York Jet days. Jerry Judy's still available. Devonta Smith is available. Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks. I actually, I, I had my eye on him earlier. And like I said, even though he's not the highest ranked available guy, just get your guys. I like Jerry Judy, so I'm actually going to take Jerry Judy here. Nice. Oh, I forgot to say. So after after uh, Rome made his Sutton pick, it went Mostert, Debo, Samuel, which if Debo fell to me, I would have gone Debo and Chark. And if Chark would have fallen to me, I would have taken Chark as well. Then it went Juju. I took Jerry Judy. Right after me went Robbie Anderson. Now it looks like ADP tight end run again. Dallas Goddard, Noah Font. Leonard Fournette went rookie Devonta Smith. And now we got Fish back on the clock again. I am a big proponent of filling my roster. I'm looking at the quarterbacks. There's still a lot available, so I don't necessarily think I'm going to do that quite yet, although in some circumstances I would, depending upon how many have went off the board. Um, I do still need another receiver. I really like Tyler Boyd at this value, but I also have T. Higgins, and I'm not the biggest fan of getting two on the same team. I'm going to pick... A receiver who I will have to get some backfill for. And that is going to be Will Fuller. I like I'm Will have Fuller. have to fill that with another receiver because he's going to miss week one. <clears throat> and I am not the most excited about what's on the board. I, I'm thinking of making Rome kind of upset here. And taking somebody, but I'll I'll look around at some positions. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Tebow, poor guy. Oh man, we should just draft him just just to, as he'll be my remembrance. last pick. Um, no, I'm not gonna do it because I was thinking about drafting Antonio Brown. Ooh, but spicy. <laughs> but I'm going to take Trey Sermon. Mm. I think he could end up taking the starting job there. Well, it's only a matter of time when Mostert gets hurt. Right, and then Sermon comes up looking like a dozen rows, especially with uh, what Coleman's gone. What's the kid who went to played for Minnesota? Now he played. Then he played for them. Now he plays for uh, 
Why can't I think of his name? He blew up his knee, but now he's healthy-ish. Now he plays for Kansas City. Jarek McKinnon. Right. Um, okay, so now off the board, it went after uh, Fish's sermon pick, it went Michael Carter, Tyler Boyd, David Johnson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. And it's funny that quarterbacks went because I was actually – I don't – I mean, we're at the eighth round now. I'm not a big fan of what's available. Like, a couple names of note would be, like, Damian Harris, Brandon Cook. I like Brandon Cooks because you got to throw to somebody, and Houston's going to be really bad. Uh, Curtis Samuel's on the board. Logan Thomas, like, who's a decent tight end. I'm actually going to take a quarterback here. Um, I talked about him in our last episode. He was totally my guy. I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill here. So we're in the eighth round. So, like, like if you look back at the depth that I have picked up and Ryan Tannehill was a top 10 fantasy quarterback and the fact that I was able to get him in the eighth round, so I was able to build up all this depth on my, my roster. I, I don't hate that. Um, and, yes, now everybody in the league has a quarterback except for Fish. I think I – actually, yeah, everyone has a quarterback except for Fish. But, you know, hey, the value's there. I have a top-end quarterback. I'm – is there any way I can have this roster in our big money league? Because so far I actually really like my team. But, okay, moving on. After my Tannehill pick, it went uh, Damian Harris, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Hurts, and then Curtis Samuel. Rome, you're back on the board. Where, where's the mind racing? All right, well, the mind is, at this point, I'm liking the round out of the team. Three, three running backs, three wide receivers, and I got my quarterback. So part of me is thinking, maybe doing what Fish is saying, and looking into rounding out my team, pulling in the tight end. I'm looking right at Logan Thomas. Listen, I'm not the biggest fan of Logan Thomas. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that – maybe it's just his name. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Maybe it's the fact that he plays for the Washington Redskins. I'm not sure. I really – I can't – I don't like – going that route. So I think as I'm looking at this, before it gets back to me, or before it gets back to Fish, I'm definitely going to lock down Antonio Brown. Because I think <laughs> Antonio Brown is that 100%. He's going to be back, maybe not back to what he was, being the number one pick overall in a couple of leagues. But I think he's going to be back to a very, very, very good fantasy football player. So I'm going to go Antonio Brown. And then I'm going to go with a tight end that I do like a lot. And I'm going to go Robert Tunyon. I like that pick. I love the fact that, I, I love the fact that Rodgers is back. It's gonna, he's going to light it up this year. I just have a gut feeling. You know, I, I like the Antonio Brown pick because, you know, he, he joined the, uh, the Buccaneers at week nine. And, you know, he, he was off to a slow start. A lot of mouths to feed there. But then – he was low key like the wide receiver like twenty, um, after like two three weeks like after the bye week I think and then you know then he had a good game in the Super Bowl, so I you know building that rapport with Tom Br- Tom Brady wanted him you know tried to get him in in New England, and now he got him in Tampa Bay so mm-hmm. I, I, I like that pick. After Brown, it went or I'm sorry Tanyan, it went Jalen Waddle, Jarvis Landry, Logan Thomas, Matt Stafford. Wow, there's actually two quarterbacks on one team. Um, we talked about psychopaths. So team five, <laughs> I I like but also hate team five because they they're running back. See, okay, 
actually, let, let's circle back. So since he took a tight end and a quarterback early, which if you take a tight end or a quarterback early, don't do e- do one, but not both. Because his team, so he has Kyler Murray as his quarterback. He has Jonathan Taylor as his running back. His second running back is Damian Harris, who could be good. But if you're, if you're somewhat, you know, if you know fantasy football, you know you can't really trust New England running back, especially with Ramondre Stevenson running for 9 million yards on two carries. You know, he looked outstanding. But then, you know, he has George Kittle as his tight end, and his wide receivers are DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, which is good. But now the, the problem is, though, is, is he missed out on a lot of, you know, a lot of big names out there. So now we got – I'm back on the clock again. My team so far, um, I got Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback. I got Dalvin Cook and J.K. Dobbins as my running backs. Calvin Ridley, Robin Woods, Kenny Galladay as my wide receivers, and Jerry Judy, Ronald Jones on my bench. Here, so now, you know, a lot of the tight ends are gone that I liked, but I I still like Tyler Higbee, and now we're getting into those – getting close to the double-digit rounds. Or I and there's still a couple tight ends I like. Like Gasecki's still there, Higby's still there, Irv Smith Jr. is still there. So I probably like I would you know, I would think picking up a tight end to finish out my starting roster. But you know what? I'm still trying to like build up depth, trading pieces. There's no good running backs on the board in my opinion. Now we're starting to get into that handcuff range, which I'm not opposed to that, but I, I like doing that towards the end of the draft because I want players that uh, that has the that have the potential to play for me now. And I see there's a couple wide receivers I like. I see LaVisca Chenault, Michael Pittman, Corey Davis. I think I'm going to go – I'm going to take LaVisca Chenault here. You know, his point total says otherwise last year, but – you know, he's a good gadget player, big, big bodied guy. He even has rushing ability. You know, he, he has some good potential there. And, you know, young player, I like him. So I'm going to go and take LaVisca Chenault here. After that went James Conner, Mike Williams, Trevor Lawrence. See, that's the problem with some of these mock drafts sometimes because I don't think that would happen. If you have Josh Allen, okay, pro tip if you have Josh Allen as your fantasy quarterback, you're not drafting another quarterback. Save the roster spot. Anyways, Zach Moss, Mike Gusecki off the board. So now, Fish, we're back to you. All right, so the quarterback I actually wanted, since I missed out on Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, I I didn't think they would fall, but I was kind of hoping that Aaron, Tom, or Tannehill might make it back around. I I looked at Stafford, but the quarterback I actually was looking at, knowing that I was probably going to miss out on that, Rodgers, Brady, Tannehill run is still here. They're going to have to throw the ball a bajillion times, and that's Matt Ryan. Yep, can't argue with that. Yeah, and he's been consistent in fantasy pretty much for all 75 years he's been in the NFL. The next player is a little bit more of let's find what I think is the best available. The board tells me that Kenyon Drake is best available, and that is a lie. Kenny Drake is the worst player available. <laughs> He's still bitter. <laughs> I'm very bitter. I still won that league, though. Yeah, so. um, and we are getting to have a handcuff range with running backs. So we have A.J. Dillon on the board, Singletary, Edwards, and then 
running back wise. So let's I'll take a look at my team. I have three running backs. I have three receivers. So a little bit of depth won't hurt at either position. I'm gonna go ahead and take AJ Dillon just because I think his role might increase this year. We don't know that it will. But at this point it's uh there's still value to be had. And it's it's never gonna be bad to have the second best running back on a good offense. Can't argue with that. Um, no, I agree 100%. I think that Dylan, he got love last year as a three. And losing losing a guy like Jamal Williams to Detroit is going to open up a, a lot of space for Dylan to run wild. That boy's a monster. Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah, okay. This is also why I hate ADP sometimes, too, because uh, how you were talking about A.J. Dylan, go, or I'm sorry, um, Kenyon Drake being the highest rated. That's why. Like I said, the, the rankings aren't gospel. ADP is not gospel. Like you be be fluid, be liquid, you know. And then the reason why I also sometimes hate mock drafts here because after AJ Dillon went, Joe Burrow, Hollywood Brown, Kenyon Drake, Tyler Higby, so my tight end crush is gone, and Devin Singletary. And that's now, their the re- second tight end. But see, that's in four thing. rounds. <laughs> You're not drafting two tight ends within four round uh, four picks of each other like that. Unless this person's an absolute psychopath, which who knows, maybe you play with some. Um, so now Tyler Higby's gone. So my my tight end love was gone. I thought. See, this is just confusing because every team has a tight end except for me and Team Seven. So now I know, like, I'm probably just I'm not. I'll just punt the position, or even just I'll get like an Eric Ebron or a Jared Cook much later in the draft. But I'm just taking a look at some of the available players. According to ADP, you got Michael Pittman, Corey Davis, Gus Edwards, Michael Gallup, uh, Darnell Mooney, Tony Pollard. Out of those players, I think I'm going to go ahead and take Corey Davis. I don't really need any wide receivers because I currently have five. This will be my – actually, no, I'm going to pivot here because actually, as we talked about it, you know, you look at your, your roster construction. So I have three running backs and five wide receivers. So I kind of want to get another running back. There's Gus Edwards, Tony Pollard, Naeem Hines, Jamal Williams, Philip Lindsay. Um, I'm going to actually take Gus Edwards here. Oh, wait, no, I have J.K. Dobbins. Never mind. Scratch that. I'm going to take Tony Pollard. Reason being, I actually like Gus Edwards. I think he has some standalone value, but since I'm the J.K. Dobbins owner, I don't really want to have I, – I don't like having my own handcuff. I don't care too much for that. I like having other people's handcuffs because, one, you could trade it away. But, two, it's just I don't really care about locking up an entire backfield. Fish, you're, you're nodding your head in agreement. Yeah, I, I'd rather take somebody else's handcuff yeah. than my own. Exactly. Because I just feel like if my player gets hurt, right, then I'm going to have to be – on the waiver wire, if somebody else's player gets hurt, I already have him. There you go, one hundred percent. It's it's there's nothing wrong with handcuffing your running back. Maybe it's just because I like to kind of screw other people over or something. Yeah, but like I said, I I actually if I didn't have J.K. Dobbins, let's say I took a um, I don't know DeAndre Swift, even though you took, but, but that's not that's besides the point. Let's say I had a different running back instead of J.K. Dobbins. I would then probably take Gus Edwards there because I actually think he has some standalone value. Like I think he has some flex appeal a little bit. The only but the only but see the thing is I'm not going to start J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards in the same game. That's stupid. So there's that's a why time. 
there's a time where I like having both, and that's Dynasty, but this isn't a Dynasty draft. Exactly. This is this is so. season long, so it's not really worth it to me. So okay, so after I took uh, Pollard, it went Michael Gallup, Michael Pittman, Corey Davis, Naheem Hines. Rome, you're back on the clock again. And I'm looking to add depth. My mindset right now is I've I've locked in a lot of starting a lot of starters. I've locked in guys like AB who's going to be a, a solid backup. But now I need some depth at running back. And I see two guys that I very much like to touch on exactly what you were talking about, King Josh. Gus Edwards does have standalone value. And he's sitting right there just on a silver platter for me to just reach out and grab. So I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. Take Gus Edwards. And then... I'm looking down here a little bit more, and there's a guy that I still think is a starting running back. I don't know why his ADP is what it is. I'm kind of confused by it, but you know what? Hey, they each their own. I'm going to go Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I think he's 100% going to end up being the starter on this roster. I mean, there's the guy's played everywhere he went. He played. He played even with Melvin Gordon. Yeah. I mean, the guy's going to be just fine. If you can get him in round 11, that's unbelievable value for a guy who will probably end up being the starter. I actually almost took Lindsey where I took Pollard. The only reason why I didn't take Lindsey was because Houston's going to be bad. <laughs> that's it. Okay, so after Lindsey went Gronk, Marvin Jones, which I actually I love Marvin Jones this year. I think he is going to have he's, – he's a deep sleeper. So, like, here in the 11th round – 100% take Marvin Jones. Then it went Darnell Mooney, Henry Ruggs. Now I'm back on the clock again. I actually think I might take another running back here because, again, I have five wide receivers and I have four running backs. Running backs, generally speaking, have more likelihood of getting injured. So, again, I like filling that out. Um, I actually really love uh, Jamal Williams this year. Um I Me think too. I think DeAndre Swift is clearly the lead back, but Anthony Lynn, former coach of the Chargers, is now the running backs coach slash part offensive coordinator for Detroit, for Detroit, and he loves little, fast, shifty running backs, i.e. Austin Eckler. Now, Jamal Williams is not Austin Eckler, but he could be used in that type of role. DeAndre Swift is a slightly larger-bodied guy, so it could easily be a – uh, maybe a bad comparison, but a Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler situation a couple of years back. Um, so I, I like Jamal Williams. It's, you know, now we're getting into that, you know, you're not, you're not, it's going to be hard to find the diamond in the rough here in the 11th round, but now you can, you know, build up that depth as we've been talking about. So moving on big Irv Smith. So now everybody has a tight end except for me, Devonte Parker. I guess we're in the defense part now. Uh, Bucks defense, <laughs> Mecole Hardman, the Washington football team, and now Fish, you're back on the clock. All right, I'm back on the clock. I have five running backs, so I'm done at the running back position because anybody on the board is not worth it. There's, yeah, there may be some crazy player down here that could break out, like a Chuba Hubbard, if McCaffrey gets injured. But I'm just, I don't think that there's much value there anymore. So I'm going to go with a wide receiver as my first pick, and I'm going to take who hopefully comes back strong, Rashad Bateman. That's a great pick. 
And then after this, I'm going to do something that Josh would advise against and I would somewhat advise against also. (laughs) But uh, let me explain myself. I'm going to take Justin Fields. And the reason I say that is, Mm. for one, Matt Ryan's old. And for two, I do not like having to stream both the tight end and the quarterback at some point during the season. I feel like it's a waste of your, what is it called, the fab yeah, you don't you don't want to waste your waiver claim or your fab budget on. Yeah, and if you could have a tight end, two tight ends or two quarterbacks, don't do both. But I've done one. I almost always take two of one of the positions, and I think Justin Fields could end up being better than Matt Ryan, maybe. That, that I can't argue with that pick. That's actually a really good pick. Off the board now, we got Elijah Moore, Latavius Murray, Hunter Henry, playmaker Baker Mayfield, and Alexander Madison. So. Back to me now. I currently have five running backs. Not a huge fan of any of the running backs that are available here. All the tight ends are basically gone, so I've more or less punted the position. There's still some tight ends that I like that are on the board, at least enough. But see, now, I don't know. Here, this is this is where now I'm looking for my deep sleeper, that since these players are basically costing me absolutely nothing, they can sit on my bench half the year and I really don't care. Um, if you know, if I need be, it could be waiver wire fodder, or wh- whatever have you. But I mean, there's some players on here that have potentials of being, you know, not just bye week filler, but decent players out here. So I'm looking at the wide receivers now. And again, the reason why I like wide receivers here too, because I have five running backs. I don't like any of the running backs. I the tight end. I'm clearly punting the position. So now wide receiver, I have to start three, and then there is a flex position. So I have the potential of starting four wide receivers. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Amon Ross St. Brown here, the rookie for Detroit, because they got to throw to somebody. And I was hoping he'd swing back around, but I knew it wasn't going to happen. But, the, you know, the, the, I've been reading a lot of good stuff about him in camp. They're loving him over there. Um, he's probably going to play out of the slot where Jared Goff made Robert Woods very fantasy relevant. So I, I, I like St. Brown here. And again, he cost me nothing. So it's, it's not a, not a big loss. So if it doesn't pan out, not a big deal to me. After I took St. Brown it went Johnny Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Evan Engram, which it's so funny that Evan Engram's in the 12th round now. Cause remember like what, like even just last year, two years ago, he was like the tight end four or five. He off had the, one of the best tight end rookie years ever. I think if not the best rookie tight end year, but I think that was more just out of necessity. Anyways, then uh, Russell Gage, now now uh, Rome, you're back on the board. Well, and I, I got to touch on something because it, it bothers me here. And it really depends on the league setup. So when you guys, it's just a draft tip here. Check your defensive scoring. All right, if you're at a 10-point defensive for a shut, if you get 10 points for a shutout, bro, fade defenses until your last, one of your last two picks. Because it just, it doesn't matter, really. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get any major points to waste a tenth round pick or an eleventh round pick on a defense. Same with kicker. Matt, use the last pick and pick up the guy who's on the best offense left and leave it at that. Now from where I'm at right now in, in my draft here, I'm gonna take a guy I'm looking at, at two guys in particular. One I think is pretty safe, and especially just to be a backup pick, and that's T.Y. Hilton. I think T.Y. Hilton is going to be in great shape. He's still going to be the number one on the Indianapolis offense. 
hopefully Wentz can come back. If Wentz can get his ass back, beautiful. If he can't, he's still going to put up number one numbers. I mean, that's the way it's going to be. And then as I'm looking here at the next pick, I think I kind of want to go running back, but I'm looking at some of these running backs, and I don't like what I see (laughs) at all. Um, But I think if I'm going to, I'm going to go with a guy who's going to start early. Is he going to finish the year? Probably not. Has he ever? I don't think so. Tavin Coleman. But we're going to go Tavin Coleman with the New York Jets. I think he's going to be the guy early. He will probably lose that position at some point. But he'll get out there early and do his thing and hopefully not get hurt. Okay, there you go. Um, After that went J.D. McKissick, Trey Lance, Chuba Hubbard, and then the Baltimore defense. So generally speaking, so in this mock draft, we only have 16 rounds. I usually wait on uh, kicker and defense for, like, my last pick, unless, like, the value is absolutely insane. I was actually contemplating taking a defense here, even though I I don't really care to take a defense this early because we still have a couple rounds of players. And as I'm scrolling through names, I actually might take another player. Let's see. Oh, he is available. Marquez Callaway, he is the de facto number one wide receiver in New Orleans right now. He'll probably be the number two if when Michael Thomas comes back healthy. I Again, I'm looking for upside. Callaway cost me absolutely nothing here in the 13th round. I don't hate the pick. I, I think it, it's, a, it's a decent pick for me. Um, Again, it, it, it got to throw to somebody, and right now Thomas is out. So after that went uh, Troutman, Cole Beasley, Justin Tucker. So I guess ADP likes kickers now. Your boy Deshaun Watson, your quarterback eight. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Harrison Butker. So we got some kickers. We got some defenses off the board, which could very well likely happen in real-life drafts. But I already knew this draft was confusing when Dalvin Cook fell at two six. So, go <laughs> go ahead, Fish. All right, I'll touch on that defense and kicker. They're not terrible to take around this round, but make sure you get a damn good one. If there's a bunch flying off the board, just wait and be be positive that yours is going to be good. A lot of the defenses that end up winning leagues end up getting turnovers that result in touchdowns, and that's too hard to predict. Don't go chasing them when you don't have to. I'm not going to pick a kicker or a defense right here. I thought about picking Justin Tucker if he came to me or Butker, but they're both gone, and uh, there's plenty of other kickers that could that could wait to my very last pick. And I'm going to pick somebody that Alex touched on in our last episode who said was could be potentially the best 13th no. round pick in the draft, and that's A.J. Green. You motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to also go against my advice of a handcuff, and I'm going to pick Xavier Jones just because he might just be the starter. He might not be a handcuff. You know, when we we get to the running back (laughs) episode, I will say, like, I don't 
hate Daryl Henderson. I think it does change the the Rams dynamic this year. Because my, my issue, you know, not not to to rain on your parade over there, Fish, because you took Henderson. But I feel like even the Rams aren't completely sold on Henderson because if they were, they wouldn't have drafted Cam Akers. But I, I think Jones is a great pickup here because he could very well end up the starter or at least having some sort of fantasy relevance. So now here I am. Kenny Gainwell went. The Buffalo Bills defense went. Uh, Traquan Smith, Ryan Suckup, Jason Sanders. So I need a tight end. Everyone has a tight end. Some teams have two tight ends. I'm actually going to go ahead and just take a defense here because why not? I'm going to go with – actually, hey, you know what, Rome? You're my resident Niners fan. How's their defense looking? they healthy? Yeah, they're phenomenal. Okay. Don't take them. For poops and giggles, I'm going to take the Niners defense. Don't do that. <laughs> I think we slide to Alex's most three most recent picks just now. So, so I took the Niners defense for, you know, because at least here, I need a tight end and I need a kicker. The Niners defense, I think I have them ranked fairly high. Um, they're definitely a top five defense in my opinion. Since the Bucks, Washington, and Baltimore were gone, and Buffalo was gone, it probably wouldn't have been too crazy if I took either Pittsburgh or the Rams, or the Niners. But I went and took the Niners because I, I, like, I like Joey Bosa, and to an extent, that's Nick Bosa's brother, so I like the Niners' defense. Fair enough. <laughs> and it made Rome unhappy. So then after I took the Niners and went young way coup, the Rams' defense, Broncos' defense, Steelers. So now, Rome, you're back on the clock. I am. You know, I was 100% going to go A.J. Green. <laughs> he was... 100% coming off the board here for the old Roman Empire. But, you know what? It's solid pick, Fish. I love it. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. You know, Rondell Moore is sitting out there. I like him much, much more in Dynasty. I, I don't know if I want him right now. I'm going to take a chance here on a guy who I don't quite know why or where the hate came from. Because I think he's still got a lot of greatness in him. And that's Zach Ertz. Take a, a little bit of depth at tight end. If anybody, like, what, two years ago, if somebody said, yeah, I got Zach Ertz in the 14th round, just hand them the title because the guy's a stud. Uh, and now we're sitting here at the defensive and kicker range for me. I, I hate every minute of this. But let's go <laughs> ahead and go with... I guess let's let's do a little bit of research, right? Might as well since we're here. I'm looking at a guy who's on a great offense. I'm looking at two guys in particular, and they both kick in domes for half of their games. And that's Matt Pratter in Arizona and Greg Zerline in Dallas. I believe Matt Pratter is going to be a little better. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Matt Pratter. All right. Then uh, Rodrigo Blankenship went. Tyler Bass, Kirk Cousins, Rashad Penny. So now I am back on the clock. I'm going to go ahead and stop the suspense, and I'm just going to pick up a tight end here. So I'll end up having to stream tight ends all year, but kind of like what I was talking about earlier in the draft, if you don't get one of the big guys, I don't know, it's not the end of the world to me. I'll actually take Jared Cook. I like Jared Cook this year. Very, very fantasy relevant in New Orleans just even last year, he was, uh, let's see, where was he? He was the tight end. 
He's tight end 18, but then previously 7 and 5 and 12. So I, I, you know, and then plus, like I said, if I have to drop him and stream tight ends all year, then that's what I'm going to do. So after Jared Cook went Cleveland defense, New England defense, your boy Rondale Moore, Jalen Rager, Gerald Everett, which I actually thought about taking him as my tight end because up there in Seattle, you know, uh, they they like to feature the tight end, but they just haven't had a healthy one in years. You know, they, they signed Greg Olson in hopes that there was still some fuel left in the tank. Jacob Hollister, big country, Will Disley, you know, they're trying to get tight ends involved. Gerald Everett's probably the most athletic tight end that they've had recently. So, I mean, he could very well be their wide receiver three there. But I just took Jared Cook because I'm a Charger fan. And he's got touchdown upside, which realistically, all you really want from your tight end, if you don't get like the Kelsey Kittle, Wallers, you need you want 30 yards and a touchdown. So That's it. All right, Fish, you're on the board. Your last two picks. Let's... All right. I get a pick, a kicker, and a defense. And we're all very excited when this gets to happen. Uh, for the kicker, I'm just going to go ahead and take Zerline. I like the dome thing that Rome mentioned. Crosby's a good kicker, but he may be kicking in the snow. There's typically not a lot of points scored in those games. Dallas scoring a lot of points. Hopefully Zerline's there week one, or I have to drop him and get somebody else, but that's just fine. And my defense, I'm going to pick them because that they did good last year. I don't see – they kind of have a decent schedule. Uh, and I I have them in my dynasty league, and they did, they did me solid last year, so I'm going to take the Dolphins. Solid. I, they have a good defense. I like that. And also because I don't really care that much. You can drop them if they suck. Exactly. Uh, then you got Devontae Booker off the board, Mason Crosby, Christian Kirk, Terrace Marshall, and Tua Tunga-Vailoa. Now, I'm back on the clock. I'm going to go ahead and take my kicker. I'll just see who the best available kicker is. You got Jason Myers, who was actually like the kicker. He was a top 10 kicker last year. Yeah, he was 10 last year. Seattle scores points, and it's also the end of the draft, and we're trying to get this thing over. So I took Jason Myers. Then uh, Damian Williams, backup running back in Chicago. Will Lutz, Marlon Mack, Paris Campbell, and now Rome, take us home. All right, well, here is the Mr. Irrelevant pick, and this is I'm going to touch on this a little bit here because I know I talked about defenses and weight. Just look at the list of defenses that are still left. The Chicago Bears, studly. The Saints are good. The Colts are sitting there. They're great. The Packers, don't take the Packers. Minnesota, the Chiefs. I got the pick of the litter. I'm going to go ahead and take the Chicago Bears because they're studs. We got Khalil Mack. Exactly. So, like, let's take a look at the teams real quick. Just let's take a look at the starting lineup. So, Rome, you got Dak Prescott, McCaffrey, Swift as your running backs, Cup, Beckham, Sutton as your wide receivers, Montgomery as your flex, Tunyon as your tight end. I have Tannehill as my quarterback, Cook and Dobbins as my running backs, Ridley Woods, Galladay as my receivers, and Jared Cook as my tight end. Oh, and J.K. Dobbins. I totally skimmed over that. Then Fish, you got Matt Ryan as your quarterback. Gibson Henderson as your running backs. Godwin Higgins, Fuller as your wide receivers. Kelsey as your tight end. And Javante Williams or Trey Sermon, someone as your flex. I, I like, I, you know, I, I don't hate the draft. This one wasn't too bad. I've seen some absolute terrible ones. This one was pretty bad in the sense that, uh, you know, like one Dalvin Cook falling to the six overall is not going to happen. It's just not. If it does, like that's insane. If it does, plus teams taking two tight ends like within three picks of each other, that that's not going to happen either. But um, 
I hope this was insightful for you guys. Uh, do you guys got anything else? Just, you know, try to be my last little tip here for the draft. Be like water, right? Bruce Lee said it best. Be water, my friends. Adjust, adapt to anything that happens. You'll get it. You're going to get sniped. It's inevitable. Fish. Josh. It's inevitable. You're going to get sniped. You got to make, you got to make do. You got to stay, keep your head on a swivel, if you will, right? Yeah. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. Don't get, don't set a strategy and commit too early. Yeah. And like I said, just, uh, unless it pans out perfect. You know, and I was touching on it earlier too. Rankings and, and ADP don't mean anything. Just look at your, look at your roster, look at everyone else's roster, get your guys, you know, but just don't like ADP does play a factor into some things, but for the most part, like there's guys ranked higher by quote unquote experts that I don't see that way. So just, you know, like I said, like, like Rome said, be, be water, be fluid. But yeah, I think that'll round it out for us today, guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure you get to us on our socials at uh, filthy F ball show on Twitter at filthy fantasy football show on Instagram. Send in your emails to filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com. Hey, tell your friends about the show. We appreciate any support we can get. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.